Hi, I'm Reverend Carol Saunders, host of The Spiritual Forum. I'm here with a lot of interesting people who are consciously walking the spiritual path, experiencing and expressing the divine in unique ways and through unique lenses. Everyone here has wisdom to share and an interesting story to tell, all to inspire you on your spiritual path. Welcome to the forum. Welcome everyone to the Spiritual Forum. I'm so glad you're here. I know that you're here with open heart and open mind. And this podcast is one where we listen to spiritual stories and we talk about what's going on in the world and what we can do to grow in our consciousness so that we can co-create a more beautiful world. And it is a message of hope and inspiration and awakening. So anybody who is awakening to realities that they may not have known before, you belong here. We're all on that same path. And the path is really to our authentic nature, the God nature within. So all of the guests that I have had a myriad of experiences and I learn something from everyone, and it's just really a privilege for me to be sitting here in my seat. So I appreciate all you listeners. I just want to remind you all the other stuff that podcast people say. Ratings and reviews do matter. Also, donations, comments, email me with your thoughts. Really appreciate uh, connecting with anyone and everyone. Uh, don't forget my retreat, October 19th through the 22nd. It's a whole planet spirituality retreat at Unity Village, Missouri. And you can go to thespiritualform.org slash retreat to learn more about it. Now, I brought back Serena Faith Masterson. We did a first episode where she shared her healing journey. And today we're going to be talking about something else. Just a brief uh, introduction is that Serena was raised in a satanic cult. She was subjected from infancy to covert mind control experiments aimed at splitting her identity. Uh, Serena developed over 300 unique personalities in her courageous fight to stay sane and alive. And in her memoir, I Am Serena, she authentically shares her 35-year journey to heal and integrate into the whole person that she is today, which she did by connecting to her authentic self under the guidance of Norma Delaney, a wonderful woman who committed over 20 years helping Serena heal. So as I mentioned in our first episode, together we talked about Serena's healing journey. And in this episode, we're going to talk about the fear programs that plague the world. Many of us are so subjected to these fear programs, and some of us don't even know that we're living them and speaking them and breathing them. But we have the ability to co-create the world that we live in. And so we're going to be talking today about what we can do to heal ourselves, to, to transmute these fear programs that are in the world. And Serena's epilogue in her book pointed to that. So that's going to be the focus of today's podcast. Welcome, Serena. Thank you so much, Carol. I'm pleased to be here again. Yeah, it's great to have you. Really great to have you again. Before we begin, I just wanted to share with everybody who's listening what I personally pulled out of Serena's healing journey from part one, because I, I think everybody I have on this podcast has some spiritual truths and spiritual themes and nuggets. And the ones that I pulled out from our first conversation is you can heal from trauma and fragmented personality. We all have a fragmented personality, whether we've experienced what Serena has or not, we can heal and become whole people. There's a soul deep within us who is navigating our experience of reality and our healing. 
I find that really comforting. And when I walked away from my conversation with Serena, I've been talking to that soul more and I find it just really comforting that she's there. The third spiritual theme I got is the kingdom of God is within. It is within us. All things are possible with spirit and that fear is not our reality. These are all really important themes as we travel our spiritual paths and as we find that authentic self and we listen to the still small voice within and we become whole people and recognize the divine within. So I invite you to consider all those themes also as we're talking today. Okay, that that was my encapsulation of what our first hour was about. Serena, when I was reading the epilogue of your book, I was really moved by the last few paragraphs that you wrote. And I'm going to read this today so that everyone will know this is the center of our conversation. You talked about how during the coronavirus pandemic that we were really not dropping into our belly and breathing, but we were really in this fear paradigm. And then you went on to say, I encourage each one of you to stop playing with the energy of fear. It is not a casual commodity to use whenever you want a bit of excitement in your life. We go to scary movies for the thrill of it. What most people do not realize is fear destroys everything it comes into contact with. And that is the fundamental makeup. Fear creates evil, which is fear in its most potent form. And that evil exists on our beloved planet today. If we as earth caretakers do not wake up, we could lose what we cherish to the darkness. I'm not a doomsayer. Hope burns eternal within me, but hope is not enough. If we as individuals can awaken to the truth that we get to choose in every moment to live as higher consciousness, we can change not only ourselves, but Mother Earth. And your last statement is, if you choose to open to your soul's brilliance, you will add your light to the world and hopefully change the future for all humanity. Serena, I'm interested in your thoughts on where we are in the world and what we can do with this fear, these fear programs that seem to be permeating our society. And let me just lay, lay the groundwork there. As we talked a little bit beforehand, there are people on the planet that are dreadfully afraid that the planet's going to burn up and die any day. There are people on the planet that are so afraid that we're all going to die from the next virus. There are people on the planet that are so afraid of the uh, totalitarian takeover that seems to be imminent in terms of how governments are cracking down with freedom of speech and possible 15-minute cities. I'm not really saying that any of us are in any one of those camps, but those are just three camps right now that have fear programs running. So I'm interested in your thoughts on what do you think is going on and what do you think we can do individually to shift this? All right. So first of all, notice that you said people are afraid and then you gave the story. Okay. So the bottom line is people are afraid. All of us are until we connect to this brilliance that lives within us. That is the kingdom of peace, solidness, creativity, and truth. That's the key. 
So when I met Norma, I was terrorized about everything. Now, there is a reality that there is a heightened consciousness of fear because, and this is the good news, because the light is the most prevalent it has ever been on this planet. People are more conscious than ever before. So the fear is screaming for its life. The fear is screaming for its life. So you as the human, what you focus on, you create. So if you focus on, oh my God, I'm so scared. You will create that open availability to bring that fear energy into your body for you are the creator of the fear. So when Corona came, and I heard about it in March of 2020, immediately the soul brilliance of me said, this was created by man. Okay. I had no issue with it because I had lived with dealing with the reality of how cruel and evil a human being can go into. So it was not a surprise. And my soul kept going, do not react, stay still. Now, thank God I had been doing this work for all these years, so I had a deep foundation of trust. But I noticed how afraid people were. I know how afraid people have been about global warming. I, too, was afraid. So many terrors. Slowly, bit by bit, I was guided to let go of watching the news watching the entertainment shows about Hollywood actresses and actors. I stepped out of the media communication completely. I turned inward to my own communication of truth. There is a very deep difference between the two. The media, the news, it's bam, 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 which causes the human to turn inward in fear and curl into a fetal position in some fashion. They shut down. They begin to distrust everything. That is the intention of fear. That is the destructive energy of fear. It literally destroys ourselves. It hurts our physical body. I am living proof of that because I stopped and stepped out of it. And you can see my body. I'm almost 70 years old. My body is filled with aliveness because you see, I have turned to the alive spirit energy of light, of soul. And I have said, I choose this. Now, the good news is, since Corona, so many more people have chosen to begin their awakening journey. There are many, many factors on this planet that are awakening. People that are saying yes to their souls, yes to integration, yes to breath, yes to love. That choice is so powerful that it's scaring the living daylights out of fear. Fear is screaming for its attention. That's why evil is becoming so pronounced. 
when my book first came out, people were like, oh, I can't believe that a government would do that to a baby, to human beings. Now, when I speak to people, they go, oh, yeah. They accept the <laughs> truth that most every single government on this planet, because you have to understand, for the most part, when you have reached the pinnacle of government officials, you've had to trade bits of you to get into that seat of position. Not right or wrong, just true. You've had to say, if you do this for me, I'll do that for you, which then the human goes, God, I don't feel good about myself. I'll push that away and I'm going to keep going forward. Okay. That is the game of fear. I had believed that the first 33 years of my life, I had contributed to the darkness on this planet because I didn't leave the cult till I was 33. But I was told by, by all that have been on this journey with me that my profound choice to stay alive, to stay sane and healthy, no matter what, was such a powerful choice for the first 50 years of my life as I not only walked through the nightmare, but then began to come out of it breath by breath with Norma and all the work I had done previously, when I went into AA at 19, when I started seeing a therapist in 1983, all of those things were powerful choices of yes to the light. It had a profound trajectory on humankind. I was told that. That is how powerful one human being's choice can be. Now, take that and multiply that by thousands of people who are choosing a profound sense of, I'm not going to run. Oh my God, this is so hard, but I'm not going to run. Every single choice is adding to this profound light on this planet. So each human being can choose to stop paying attention to the stories of fear by intentionally stepping out of the media, no longer watching television where there's news. Don't get me wrong. I watch movies, but I don't listen because there is a subliminal message that is intentional. Our government wants to control us completely. And yeah, I was listening to somebody who looks at the original roots of words. And I'm not one of those people, but I do find it interesting that some words we just accept. We don't really know where they come from. But this person was pointing out that govern meant that the roots of those is mind control, <laughs> which yeah. I don't know if that's true or not, but it, it does make sense, I, I think. And I know I've had a few different podcast interviews about government and spirituality and what would government look like if we were highly spiritual? Would we have it at all? I think it's really hard for people to get that the, our government doesn't really care about us. I think that, that people generally think sure. it's a more of a, a parenting kind of thing, that they will care for us. But if you really look at history, government has harmed people over and over and over again, if nothing else, just sending people to war. They're the ones that send people to war. And we forget about that because we think that we're part of all of this together and that they really care about us. 
I think that turning off the news, I turned off the news in October of 2020. And as a minister, I and back when I had the pulpit ministry, I used to say, I think the goal, I used to say this, I thought the goal was to be able to watch the news, but be at peace with it and not let it affect you. And I think maybe that is the goal, but now I'm don't watch it at all. <laughs> no. Don't watch it at all. I, only when I was at the gym did I see all those COVID cases and all the stuff that's on the news pop up because there's TVs all around it. But that was all about making people afraid. And if we're afraid, then the politicians can come in and say, here's a solution. I have this for you. And then we trust that and it, it puts us in kind of another place. So I do agree that one of the things that we can do is stop listening to the news and to, I think when we connect with that soul that you're talking about, we realize that's our authority. Absolutely. That's our authority. The Absolutely. outer voices are out there could be speaking truth, but don't make that assumption. So I always just invite my clients, feel, how does watching the news make you feel? Oh, Serena, I'm so anxious. I'm so upset. I'm depressed. Why do you do that to you? When you start to awaken, you are choosing to become the responsible party in your life, that you are the one that creates every single moment of your day, whether you understand it or not. So if there's something that you're experiencing that you're not happy with, if you're brave enough, you can look at it and go, all right, what is the belief system around this? Why am I doing this to me? Okay, so I'm going to give you an example that's present day today for me. So I'm moving to Portugal. I'm going to land in Portugal and become a permanent resident on October 20th. I just got my visa two days ago on the 11th. And I noticed this drive, this push that's come up. You've got to get everything done. You've got to do it right. You've got to get it. And I sat with it this morning, and I could feel this child aspect of energy come up. And it said, I need to be safe. I don't know where I'm going. I know where I'm going to live with my friend, but it's like, I don't know how to read the language. I don't understand anything. I don't have, I don't have, I need to be safe. Now, I breathed with me and I let it come up out of hiding fully. And I stayed with my breath in the knowingness that I was safe. I didn't push it away. I didn't try to understand. I didn't even talk to the aspect of energy. I just breathed and allowed. All those years before I met Norma, I was always in fight energy, survival energy. I was always in, I'm going to make it better. I'm going to change it. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Fight, fight, fight. Of course I was. I had to fight for every breath I had as a baby. I had to fight for food, for everything. But I learned slowly, gradually, that fight was not my friend. So now today, when I encounter aspect fear energy, I open and allow it to bubble up, just like a bubble in a carbonated drink. And I let the energy come up so I can be with it from compassion. Not resistance, compassion. What I'm inviting your audience to do 
is surrender into the, the lake of their compassion. In your physical body below your belly button where your hips and your belly reside, where your belly rises and falls with this breath, this compassionate conscious breath, is your lake of stillness. Feel that. Absolute, solid, abundant fulfillment that bleeds into every area of your life so that no matter where you are, no matter what you encounter, you know you are safe. Now, I just have a question for you because I know some people would understand all that but still go, and I see it all the time, praying is not enough. Doing the inner work is not enough. We need to do something. I need to do something. I think that everybody's consciousness, I think I mentioned this in the first episode too, that whatever we're doing to raise our own consciousness does impact the whole collective consciousness. I think what happens is that people who are awakening, they may turn away from the news, but then what they do is they go find their own little group and they talk about this is happening, that's happening. And so (laughs) so that they've pulled away from the program or the news, but they start their own programming with their own sharing of fear because they feel that they need to act in the outer world. And, and I do think that we act, we are to act in the outer world. But wh- what I think you're saying is the first step is to go within and connect with that inner soul. And as we become more, our true authentic identity, that th- each one of us who does that or who is in the process of going towards that, that's the journey. I don't know that many of us actually get there, but the journey, the journey itself is the work to do. So when people say we need to rise up, we need to stop this, we need to stop them, we need to hold those people accountable, we need to eradicate evil, we need to get rid of those people. All of that, I think, is coming out of this outer fragmented ego voice, all of it, even if we think that we are solving the problem. It's a trap of the ego. It's a trap to keep us out there, just like the programming of the news. It's the same thing. And I don't know exactly what evil is, but that's a way that it works with us to have everybody looking at what's out there. And it keeps us from that, plus all the distractions in the world, keep us from doing the work you're talking about, doing the breath work and going in because our ego or our non-authentic self will say, that's a waste of time. <laughs> Things are too urgent. I must do this or my, I must do that. Or just sit around and talk about it. That's the other thing we do is we don't even go into action. We go into just grousing about it and creating more and more of a, it reminds me of pig pen and peanuts, the big cloud around pig pen that we're creating by our dialogue, by finding our own people and grousing about the world. We're also not helping consciousness. We're feeding into the program of fear, but we can create a new program or we can create a new reality. Okay. So you've said so much. So I, <laughs> I'm going to take a breath. So what you focus on grows. Do you think when I did this work with Norma that I 
had any clue whatsoever what it was doing for every human on this planet. Absolutely not. Yes, that's right. I'm going to ask everyone to listen to this podcast from sensing, not from their mind. Because the mind creates fear. The mind is limited. I know a lot of you are going to think she's full of it. But the mind is limited. It is only the soul that can dream and see things in a way that the mind cannot even comprehend. So, if you are running out there to change something out there, your energy is fear energy. You are seeing the world as incomplete, as bad, as something that needs to be fixed. That is mind story. That is fear. Every human that ignores their soul is playing in fear. That is how profound our souls love us and honor this journey. I have no judgment about where anyone is, but I do know how powerful each choice, the enlightened person, the person that is choosing to love themselves and turn inward is. It is so powerful that when you go and you walk into a dark room at night and you switch the light on, How powerful is the darkness to stay? It has no power in the face of that light. Once you begin to do this journey and you are in the light of choice that I am in, I am invisible to the darkness. People say, aren't you afraid, Serena? I go, no. And if I do have a (laughs) a fear about, (laughs) are they watching me? I pay attention to it and I breathe at home. Each human has to pay attention to their thoughts, not because they need to be in resistance to them, but because every thought is an aspect of personality. Many of those thoughts are connected to childhood experiences. So it is beginning to become conscious, not unconscious, Most people want the government to take care of them in one shape or another. And when you can get honest about that, then you can begin to take the reins back to your own life. When the bank kept going, you got to go get your vaccine. And I didn't interact with them. They let me be. And I didn't get the vaccine for I knew unequivocally I was never going to have the coronavirus. The vaccine is a really, really touchy subject. And I've had lots of touchy conversations with people about it. But I do think that some people chose it out of fear. I think some people chose it out of their life path for one reason or another. Mm -hmm. I'm not to judge. Mm -hmm. And I think others didn't choose it out of their life path. And others also might have not chosen it for other reasons. But I do think we all made our own choice and we can't control the choices of others. But I do think that any choice we make that is out of that listening within and finding that place that you're talking about, it is the right choice for the fulfillment of our journey, our life path here. And so I I know that the bottom line is the choice when we're making it from someone making us or making us afraid or forcing us 
or they know something and I know nothing, then the choice may be questionable. And one of the gifts that I received from Tanya was when you don't know what choice to make, and let's use the vaccine as an example. So you sit and you breathe and you feel, I'm going to take the vaccine. And you feel, how does that feel in your body? Then you say, no, I'm going to trust and not take the vaccine. How does that feel in your body? In January of this year, I started to have the awareness. Oh, I need to move to Portugal. And I thought, what? (laughs) That wasn't words. It was awareness. So I shared it with Tanya and Joanna, and they both giggled and said, yeah, we've known for about a year that you were going to move here. (laughs) And I went, wow. So over the course of all these months, there's been anxiety at times with this idea of moving. And each time I've sat and I breathed and I said to stay in the United States and my body would go. And I'd say, am I to move to Portugal? And my body would open. You see, this brilliant thing that we live in is actually so connected to our truth. It reflects what's going on with us. Such a beautiful example. It is the reflection of our inner world. So I do that sometimes when I'm not too clear about what is for my highest good. But I ask, what is for my highest good? Intention is powerful. Yeah, and I think being in the body, I, I think most of us there's there's so much talk about fragmentation. We don't have to go through what you went through to be fragmented. It's like just the pulling of our energy outside our body into attention out there. Most of us don't have the connection with our body at all. And you can see that in people's uh-huh. fear and their reactions and reactivity and all of that. I suppose that it's your breathing exercises that you have on your website help exactly. bring people back to their body. And I know Qigong does that. I know yoga does that. But some kind of body practice that pulls our mind, <laughs> this is way out there, our energy from our mind, I should say, back into the body. And then I think that's when you can trust that voice within. I think so many people don't trust that voice within because they're not in. (laughs) And see, those are all the stepping stones that are so brilliant that, you know, I teach people in my workshops when you go to IamSerena.net and you see I'm offering an online workshop, sign up. Because I teach people how to do this breath. There are free breathing sessions on my website. Because when I met Norma, I was so out of my body and I had no idea that I was. I lived that way for the first 41 years of my life. And then as I began this breath practice, my body was like, oh, heck, no way. Uh uh. Because I had so much pain for so many years that it was like my body was granite rock. I wasn't coming into this thing. There was too much fear. But I kept practicing it. For me, I had to practice it for years before I began to have a connected awareness of how this breath was supporting me and helping me because I was all over the place. I was so fragmented. People do not get the level of fragmentation I lived in and dissociation. I had no clue that this hand belonged to me that this body was mine. Norma had me set up a full-length mirror in the living room so I could look at it and go, okay, this is my body. 
If you can just make the initial choice, turn your attention to your soul. Say, soul, will you be a part of my life? Will you guide me? Will you show me who I can share this journey with, somebody that I can connect with, who's wise, that can walk with me? Because if you've had extreme trauma, trying to do this on your own is not realistic. It's too hard. So, you know, Carol, to finish this with you today, it's, I honor every human being. I don't need anyone to do it my way. I mean, I came onto this planet over 300 times, stumbled and fell and had a myriad of experiences. Thank God this time I'm getting it. <laughs> it sure <laughs> makes it a lot easier to live on this planet. But I have no judgment about anyone. Not the man on death row who's committed numerous murders, to the pedophile, to the priest who's having sexual relations with children, to the mother who's hysterical and doesn't know what to do, to the prophet who teaches and is so brilliant because no one is better than anyone else. So you can say you don't hold any of those people in judgment, which is a very surrendered way of being. And yet, are you at the same time okay with what they're doing? Or is there a, everyone's on their soul path? Yes. Everyone. Do you think everyone is coming home? Like, well, I'm really in, interested. We only have about five more minutes, but what is your ultimate vision and your ultimate thoughts about evil and good and all okay, that? I'm bursting, all... I'm, I'm bursting at the okay, okay. because the fact that every single soul on this planet, billions and billions of souls walking around in physical packages, each one of them chose to come to the grand experiment called Earth. Cryon says, I'll never be a human being. It's too hard. You guys are all so brave. We are. <laughs> so every soul on this planet, no matter what the role they are playing this lifetime, their ultimate choice is to awaken to the fact that they are God and they can slow it down and be in a physical package and become all that they are. Now, will it take them 10 lifetimes 1600 lifetimes or something in between i don't know but i honor every single soul in their journey every single soul whether they come in and they have down syndrome whether they come in and they have a physical uh, deformity whether they come in with cystic fibrosis we all are on this journey, this adventure to discover what does it mean to be human? There is no judgment. I try to share this with people. This is the grand playground. You come in, you climb on the slide and come down it. You are on the jungle gym. You play in the sand. You do each one of those different games and discover, hmm, do I like this? Do I not like this? No judgment. Mm. But those are all words. It's only when you connect to your soul and hear the truth and feel it resonate through your bones, through your cells, through your DNA. Will you know truth for you? I am just a truth sayer that you can maybe glean some of it and hear it. But it's when you come home to you. You fall into the greatness of who you are, which is what integration means through this breath, 
that you discover the truth for you. That says it all. (laughs) That says it all. I do believe we're all coming home. We're all on a path that it may take some of us a lot longer than others. Who knows? But that is what we are one means is it's that when we complete our journey, when we all complete our journeys, I mean, I hold to the vision that we are, we all return to the Godhead or the oneness or whatever that is, and that there's no more like, quote, lessons to be learned. And then maybe we'll make another playground because (laughs) maybe a lot of us think that there is something fun for this. Yeah. Well, to be in physical form on this planet or any of the other planets is a, an experience of, ooh, isn't this cool? Can yeah. you ma- imagine on the other side, they don't get to get into a warm bubble bath or lay down in a comfy bed or smell the fragrance of flowers or look into the blue sky with white puffy clouds, not in the same way. So being physical is divine. It is a privilege. And I I do say that many of us spend our physical lives not noticing the skies and not noticing the wind and the beauty. And so I think that's the last thing I would want to encourage people to do, because that's also being in your body when you are really, really connected to the earth and its beauty and what all of it has. And my husband often says, you're in front of your computer too much. Come on outside. And while I'm working on my podcast, but it's so easy to pull away and to just forget that today my job is to reflect the beauty of the earth and feel the dirt on my feet and feel the wind on my cheeks and say, thank you, God, for my life. Thank you, God, for my life. What a privilege it is to be alive. So I think we've talked about how to, quote, solve the problems of the world. We pull away from the fear programs. And when we find ourselves being reactive or fearful that we do this going inside and finding that authentic soul voice and learning to love ourselves and to really enjoy our lives, our physical lives on the planet. And that's really what is ours to do. Because that sends out an energy of such transmutation. Yeah. An energy of light, a vibration so sweet. We are the sweet flavor the sweet aroma of us. And so it is. (laughs) Thank you, Serena, for being willing to come back and be in conversation with me on this. And um, again, I'll have links to your, your breathing exercises that are all for free on your website and your book. And God bless your journey. Thank you for just uh, reminding us of what our journeys are. It's the inner journey. It's the hero's journey going inside. So that's what is ours to do. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening, for joining us again. And I now close the spiritual form, but come back next week with my next guest and have a fabulous, fabulous week. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, you can let me know by leaving a positive rating and review on your favorite podcast app or make a tax-deductible donation at thespiritualforum.org. The Spiritual Forum is a podcast, prayer, and retreat ministry affiliated with Unity Worldwide Ministries. Thank you again for being a part of the Spiritual Forum community. And remember, you are an amazing, divine, and powerful being.